Welcome to Mysterious Goings On. I am your host, J. Alexander Greenwood. Long time no here. Goodness gracious, it's been since last year that we've spoken. Actually, it's kind of a one-way conversation unless you talk back to the uh, to the podcast. But if you if you do talk back, I can't hear you. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is, we have not put out a podcast since uh, right after Thanksgiving. I believe. Uh, And this is uh, chapter 27. That was chapter 26. And that was then. This is now. And I guess you can tell I'm a little rusty at this at the moment because I haven't recorded a show in a while. Lots of reasons I could go into. Um, Let's see. Post-election depression. That might be be a good one. Uh, Holidays. Then those things kick in. And uh, that was pretty much, I was in a daze through most of the holidays. Uh, Probably doing a lot of self-medicating like you know, most Americans, or not most, but at least a lot. I'm also just working on my latest John Pilot mystery novel. That's been an important thing to try to nail down. I've had a lot of problems with it, and that's one thing I thought I'd talk about a little bit today, briefly on this uh, inaugural 2017 edition of Mysterious Goings On. Don't forget, you can find the John Pilot Mysteries. Basically, Amazon is your one-stop shop. I hate to, I hate to be... Uh, defeatist, but really most of my sales come from Amazon. Uh, you can get everything, including uh, paperbacks and eBooks uh, of all of the John Pilot mysteries from that particular uh, location, amazon.com. Just look for J Alexander Greenwood. Easy to find me. That's J period Alexander Greenwood, just like it sounds. You can also find me at Barnes and Noble and Kobo and Sony and, uh, an assortment of other ebook and uh, paperback outlets, Lulu, or you can go to Pilots Cross, that's P I L A T E S C R O S S dot com, and I can, I'll sell you a book directly from me, and I'll autograph it to, to suit your order, whatever you'd like, uh, like it to say. I will say it. I will write it on there. I don't care if you want me to write something just outright filthy in there. Just uh, buy the book, and I'll write whatever you'd like in there and sign it. Well, within reason. Okay. Pilot's Rose is the next book. It's the uh, sixth book in the series. Is it the sixth book? or the? Yeah, it'll be the sixth book in the series. And I guess I should hasten to mention that, speaking of paperbacks and books in the series, uh, one exciting thing is that Pilot's 7, which won the Shelf Unbound uh, Award for the Top 100 Most Notable Books of 20. 16. It came in number 35, and unless I didn't count correctly, it was number one on the list of books that were collections of short stories. So this particular book, which is a collection of short stories about the John Pilot Mysteries uh, universe, which uh, doesn't feature John Pilot, by the way, came in number one there as far as uh, collections of short stories. So I was very proud, very proud of that. And we initially released it as an ebook, and... One thing led to another, and it just got a lot less expensive to create paperbacks using Amazon. 
And so my good friend, um, who is a tremendous author, uh, Jason C. McIntyre, Jason McIntyre, author of the Dovetail Cove series, is also a tremendous illustrator, and he did a wonderful cover. So we released the paperback version with brand new cover, and then the cover was also used in the ebook. So the handmade cover I did myself that was kind of a do-it-yourself version of a cover, which I did on purpose for Pilot 7 because I wanted that book of short stories to be very personal and just be kind of no muss, no fuss, just just as good a writing as I could squeeze out and my my lowly skills as an illustrator for the cover. But Jason came in and to the rescue when we decided we were, when I decided I was going to go with a paperback and he did just a fantastic job. So I would recommend you check that out and you can order that from me or you can get it very quickly through amazon.com. The only place you can find the paperback of that particular book is amazon.com, by the way. So check that out. Uh, Pilots 7, that's P-I-L-A-T-E apostrophe S numeral 7. And it is seven short stories based in the John Pilot universe. And it came in number 35 in the Shelf Unbound magazine book of the top 100 most notable books of 2016. Okay, so Pilot's Rose, the, the book six, the one that's coming after Pilot Seven. So six, six will come after seven in a way. It's kind of fun. But this is going to be a novella. And I've had more difficulty with this book than just about any other. Been a lot of start, start, start stop, start, stop, start, stop, go back, rip it up, try again. I, I don't know if it's mental focus. I don't know if it's life. I don't know if I'm just tired. I don't know. I, I know what the story is, but it's, it's hard to describe other than to tell you that it's just not, you know, in the words of Ringo Starr, it don't come easy. You know, usually when I'm writing and I'm feeling really good about a story, it, it, it just kind of pours out of me, you know. I was going to say like vomit, but that's that's really a horrible <laughs> uh, analogy. But but it does. It just pours out of me. I have no control over it. I just sit down and and within a few months, I've got I've got a book, or at least the the beginnings of a book that I can start working on, revising and cleaning up, and then let my editor do his magic on. And this one, even though even though it's a shorter book, I'm just not having a lot of. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Other than I'm really trying very hard to get it done, because not just because I said I would do it. I mean, I know I promised this book last Halloween, and then I promised it last Christmas. I'm not just doing this because I promised. I'm I'm doing it because I want to, and there is a story there, and it does move John Pilot along as a character and as a human being. And that, if you're a reader of the series, I, I think you'll know what I'm getting at. If you're not a reader of the series, uh, John Pilot is our hero, our, our anti-hero or unlikely hero or reluctant hero, whatever you want to call him. And he he's, for want of a better word, he's backsliding into some bad behaviors. And I'm not sure you're going to really understand as a reader why he's backsliding in this story, but you will see it in all its ugliness and interest and for some, it's not ugly. For some, it's a return to form. I've I mentioned in previous episodes and chapters, as we call them, of this uh, little podcast that uh, fans are fairly down the middle about John Pilot. A lot of them like it that he settled down and married and has kids, and others don't. They'd like him to just lose the wife and, and the little ankle biters as quickly as possible. Admittedly, it's tougher to have wild adventures and sexy love interests when the character's married. So I don't know. Th- that might be part of this. 
It may also be the Walter Mitty in me that is trying to live vicariously through this guy, and maybe I just feel guilty. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really not sure. I thought maybe I'd share something with you, and it's a draft, and it's not been revised more than once, and it explains a little bit, I think, about Pilate's state of mind. I'm just going to read it to you and see what you think. And, you know, if it, all of it's subject to change. But I thought it would be helpful for me to share with you. I don't normally do this. I like to, as Stephen King says, I like to write with the door closed until such point as the, you know, the book's ready for other people to look at it. But I, I thought I might just give you a little taste of where Pilot is. Uh, just to let you know, this is taking place back in Key West with his friend Taters, the charter boat captain. It's a conversation he's having with him. If you're familiar with the books, you'll know what they're talking about. If you're not, you won't. I'm just going to read it, not making excuses for it. It's not finished. So this would be a lot like if you, if I were a painter, if I said, well, would you like to come in and take a look at my etchings? No, not my etchings. Just kidding. But it'd be like if I were a painter and I said, well, would you like to come in and have a look at my uh, the sketches before I start painting. That's what we, we've got here. So this is the an excerpt from Pilot's Rose. I will kind of read it in character, but not much. And this is a scene with John Pilot and his good friend Taters. And there might even be a, there might be kind of a haughty voice. And that's uh, uh, the all, uh, Simon, who is John Pilot's inner voice and inner alter ego who takes great pride in being a smart ass. So here we go. How about this? Excerpt from uh, the first couple of drafts of Pilot's Rose. Don't hold me to him. Pilot dropped his gym bag on the floor of Trebathan's place. He inherited it when his friend succumbed to cancer a couple of years ago, but he never could quite call it his own. He hadn't changed the decor or anything, just stayed there as if he were a guest. It had the comforting faint scent of pipe smoke, or was it cigars and sea salt? Old man smell, Simon said. In the weeks since he left Cross Township, along with his wife, daughter, and son, Pilot busied himself working on a new book and the ramshackle abode of his lost friend, but both he and Kate knew the real reason he took off. Pilot had spent little time with his pal Taters, aside from a couple of dinners and one pretty respectable drinking session. He was wary of getting in the way of his sea charter friend's preparation for heart surgery to correct a valve problem. Besides, he wanted to, and financial demands, pulled at him, knock out his manuscript for his new book. Dissolute as he could be with bouts of drinking, he was focused on getting himself together. Besides CrossFit workouts with Val, a tough little spitfire of a personal trainer, he'd started psychotherapy again with Dr. Sandberg. Well, if that's the price for hanging out with Miss Yoga Pants, I guess you can go see the quack again, his inner voice Simon chided. Simon had, though, been relatively quiet, too. Taters, however, was as much a therapist as he was a friend. Now, make zero mistake, as Taters would say, Pilot enjoyed Key West, but he couldn't help but feel he'd left the best part of himself amidst the oaks in a tiny town in Nebraska. I gotta go back, Pilot said after pushing back from a meal of surf and turf chased with three martinis. Taters looked at him, concern crossing his tan, creased face. I know, he looked down at his plate. Was wondering when you'd get around to figuring that out. I miss them, Pilot said. I'm sure they miss you too, he said, glancing at Pilot while nibbling on a conch fritter and washing it down with a Modelo. 
I just hate it there, Pilot said. I want to live somewhere else. Will she move? He shrugged. I would have thought that she would now the money's getting ironed out. The other problem is as long as I'm here, there's a target on them. Assholes come out of the woodwork looking for some payback. Taters leaned on his forearms. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but what's stopping assholes from going after them while you're not there? Pilot glared at Taters, who held up his hands in surrender. It's complicated, I get it. So, when you go in for that thing with his lawyer? Next week. Frechette had some shyster flying in to depose me. Can't believe that guy stole all my royalties from the book, spent half of it resort hopping on the run, and he still has the nerve to sue me for defamation because I called him a crook in the papers. Tater shook his head. Nuisance suit. Freaking hate lawyers. No argument there. So after that, you go back to Iowa, Tater said, smirking at their old joke. Close enough, yeah. Pilot smiled back. Back to Cross Township, Nebraska, if she will have me. The town or Kate? Fuck that town. I just want to get back to my girl. You're going to miss that hot trainer chick, Tater said, waggling his eyebrows. She is that. However, my friend, there comes a time in a man's life when he has to reconcile himself to the fact that he isn't getting any younger, isn't getting any better looking, or getting any other ass than what he's got at home. And you know what? Tater shrugged this time. It's okay, Pilot smiled. Shoot fire, buddy. I've known that for years, since I met Jordan. About damn time you figured that out. We'll work it out, Pilot said, Kate and me. We will work it out. I hope you do, my friend, Tater said, wiping his chin with a greasy napkin. I truly hope you do. Well, anyway, that's an excerpt from Pilot's Rose. That's a little taste. Pilot's, um, and it gets deeper than that. And what he's telling Taters may not be the whole truth. Taters has got a heart issue, which if you read Pilot's Blood, you know about. And getting ready to have some surgery. And Pilot doesn't want to worry his buddy. So it it may not be as cut and dry as uh, he's presenting it to his friend there um, in that scene. But that's the crux of it. Um, Pilot wants out of Tiny Cross Township. Kate is feels moored there because of families and memories. Pilot is straining against the leash quite a bit. He wants adventure. He wants he wants to just get his money back from the guy who stole it from him from the sales of his first book, and, and he wants to do things with his life. He doesn't want um, to be stuck. He wants to move. And, um, boy, that sure sounds like a midlife crisis, doesn't it? Now, I don't know anything about that, that kind of thing. I mean, those sorts of things are completely alien to me. What about you, listener? Well, anyway... I'm working on it. Um, the book the book actually is pretty close to getting that first draft in the can. I have ideas about how it's going to go and, and, and all that. I don't generally plot things out very much. I'm generally a pantser. I just kind of go, I see to my pants. But I do have an idea of um, the backdrop of which all this will play out against. I've just, uh, I guess I neglected to mention earlier, besides all the other excuses for not writing, it's just that I make a living. I run my own company, and we've had a pretty down couple of months, and that's meaning that I've got to get my tail out there and really shake the trees, as I say, because um, basically I eat what I kill. And if I don't, if I don't sell business and don't perform business, I don't get paid, and that can be difficult. And this writing lark is a lot of fun, but uh, it almost certainly pays almost no bills whatsoever. Uh, Hell, there's some months when the royalty checks barely cover the cost of this podcast, just to be honest with you. I've had some really good sales in the past, but it's, it's leveled off, and that's why I need to get a new book out there. 
So I guess I will crown that little thought with this. If you've been listening to the show and enjoy it and haven't purchased all my books, I'm sure would appreciate it if you would. It'd be a great way to help me pay for the bandwidth to put this podcast out and to also uh, give me a little breathing room on some other things. And if you have purchased them all, God bless you. I love you. Thank you. And why don't you tell a friend or write a review on Amazon? Take you all of five minutes total just to, to let people know about these books and that you're enjoying it. And of course, if you know anybody who um, is in, uh, uh, in the film business and they'd like to option them, I'll option them cheap. all right enough of that i hope you're doing well some very challenging times right now for all of us even if you're you're very happy with how things turned out politically our nation faces challenges and it seems like the news is unrelentingly bleak or chaotic at least as far as my way of thinking which i think weighs on everybody one way or another or maybe you just have normal life stuff going on, and if you do, I understand that as well. I've just come off losing uh, a family member yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, not a, not an immediate family. It's uh, someone, an uh, extended family, who uh, had been ill. But still, difficult to see her go. And um, we all face that. And life can sneak up on you. Other than that, let's see. Something positive I'll leave you with. Besides, please go to pilotscross.com or amazon.com and check out my work. I'm, uh, let's see, recording this on March 31st. This will be out by, I guess, April 1st. April Fool's to you. And, yeah, I was going to play April Fool's joke, but, you know, those don't really hold up very well on a podcast because, you know, I mean, if you don't listen to it on April 1st, it's just kind of lame, so I didn't do it. Um, But anyway, precisely uh, eight days from tomorrow, I'll be running a half marathon, which I've been training for. That also has taken some of my time. I have to train quite a bit. I'm I'm not getting any younger, and you have to train for a half marathon uh, a lot. And I've had to give up my my beloved uh, kickboxing regimen. I I still go to kickboxing gym several times a week, but not five times a week like I used to. I can only go there about two or three times a week, and then the rest of the week I'm running to prepare for this. So in about a week... By April, by the end of the day, April 8th, I hopefully will have survived and have a medal around my neck for completing a half marathon, 13.1 miles. And then at the end of April, I'm going to my hometown to go to my second Rugged Maniac obstacle course uh, race. It's a 5K race with 25 obstacles. I mean, you're jumping over fire and climbing nets and crawling through muddy water under barbed wire. It's, it's a blast. I love it. And um, let's see. So I'll do that at the end of April. And then in June, I'm doing with my daughter, my little my little girl. It's her first 5K. We're going to do a daddy-daughter 5K. And then way towards the end of, you know, getting towards the end of the year in September, I'll do another Rugged Maniac, this one here in town. I think that will be it. There might be a 10K also in there somewhere. I'm doing a lot of that this year. This is kind of the year of, of activity physically for me. It uh, just a way of challenging myself and um, and distracting myself from things that bug me and that kind of thing. So anyway, love to hear from you. Uh, don't forget, you can find my blog, pilotscross.com. You can comment on our post there. I haven't been posting there a whole lot. Probably the most immediate way to reach me if you just want to say hey or chime in is go to our Facebook page, John Pilot Mysteries. Just just look that up on Facebook. I believe there'll be a link in the show notes here somewhere, too. You can find me there very easily. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think. And if you have any comments about the excerpt I just read you, I would love to uh, 
hear them. Obviously, there's not a lot of strong plot points mentioned there. I don't want to give anything away, but if you heard something that interested you or if you heard something that uh, repulsed you, whatever, I'd love to hear what you think. I think after we're getting up on almost 25 minutes here, so I think it'd be about the right time for me to just say to you, I'm J. Alexander Greenwood. You're listening to Mysterious Goings On. If you would help me one way, if you besides all the other ways I've begged for today, if you like this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes, a starred review. If you can't write a review, just, just click some stars for, for it. Or if you're on Twitter or on Facebook um, and you like it, you could share a link to the podcast and then use the hashtag TryPod, T-R-Y-P-O-D. That just tells people that it's a show you enjoy and you think they should try it out too. Again, hashtag TryPod for Mysterious Goings On. All right. It's been a genuine delight reconnecting with you. I promise to be a little more regular at coming at you. Pardon me for being a little rusty at all this, if you would. And until next time... I'm J. Alexander Greenwood, author of the John Pilot Mystery Series. Keep reading. No family movie night is complete without some delicious ice-cold Coke. Pick up Coca-Cola at your nearest retailer today. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by true car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.